Yo. What up? What up? Yeah. Another week. Oh, am I getting it right this time? Episode eight. Hey, he got it. <laughs> I left him a post-it note. <laughs> I had to write it down. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, so this week, man, we got some stuff on sports, right? Sports, yeah, man. Sports finally. is trying to come back. Sports is trying to get back into our Cam life. Newton got a job. <laughs> Yeah, somebody hired him. Which you figured that was gonna happen, man. There's and of course it would be the Pats. Like it, it makes sense for them. Yes, and then of absolutely. course because it's almost like they let it play out, and like nobody would hire him, so they'll go, "Hey, we'll just get him dirt cheap." Yeah, and then it'll probably piss him off enough to just like really ball out. And he'll ball out. Yeah. And the thing about that system, right, is is he's going to have to prove himself uh, not just as an athlete, right, but he's going to have to be able to get the X's and O's down. And Belichick is good at getting that out of people. You go, and he's motivated. So so he's going to come in and probably just go, like, the only way he doesn't succeed in that is his ego or he can't get the playbook stuff down. Like, like we saw with Ocho Cinco and a bunch of other guys who couldn't get the playbook down in New England. You go, Cam is going to, because he's talented, right? I don't think anybody questioned that. It's can he stay healthy is really the biggest question mark of this whole thing, man. And like you said, they got him dirt cheap. 7.5 is the cap based on incentives. And I know people were giving him crap about like Richard Sherman's making a comment like, oh, you know, I can't believe it, it was a an, an insult. It was disgusting what he got paid. It's like he, he agreed to yeah, that. He don't have to take the job. Yeah. He agreed to that. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for a guy that signed a contract that said that was good enough for him. And Who is the other guy on the team that, it's a, that was slated to be the quarterback? Stidham. See that? I couldn't even pronounce that name. And I only knew that because I read it in the Cam Newton article. <laughs> like, if, And Cam Newton, if he's healthy, and again, if he picks up that playbook, which I imagine Cam will, Cam's going to be the starter in New England. There's no way that Bill Belichick has a talent like Cam Newton. Absolutely. Yeah. An arm talent like Cam Newton. You go, now you don't have to dink and dunk and throw bubble screens anymore. Like, wait, I can throw over 25 yards now. Like, you can draw plays up for that. McDaniel's And he can run. Yeah. And he can run. He's so athletic and he's only 31. It's like, this guy's got six years left. Five. Four prime years. And with that that offensive line that they have, you know, he won't be getting beat up like he's been his entire career at Carolina. Like... This is this this actually might be a pay raise for him. Yeah, yeah, for for real. You had the you don't get, have to live in. Uh, I don't know. Is it Riley? I don't even know. And it, so I mean, I, I actually I don't even know if Boston's any better. But no, but I mean, like as far as like the the organization wise. Well, that and 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 the the wear and tear in his body. Yeah, you know right. the guy's getting older, and it's like you don't want to keep taking those beans. Like he used to get, and I, I I even think that I mean, let me finish my finish my statement. Right, he would he would get murdered in the backfield and the referees would treat him not like a QB. They would treat him more like a, like a running back and they would allow this guy to get, to get blasted. So kudos to him, man. I know it's not, it's not, it's not like big time quarterback money, but Hey, he got a job. He's making millions of dollars. He has a chance to prove himself. And a potential for a ring. You go, like you said, to your point, he goes to a better organization. It's probably going to be better on his body. It's better run. The football IQ in New England is off the charts, right? You have Belichick, you have McDaniels. You have, so you go, even if it's a one-year stop and he uses it to his, to his advantage and grows from it, it's, it could be what kickstarts his career again, man, after this. Yeah. Who knows? Dude, think about the other guys that were in New England that played like six games and then got monster contracts coming out of there, right? So Matt Castle. <laughs> Does that guy even still play? Oh, my God. I don't know. But good for him, dude. He's how much money Matt Castle Oh my Got porn star Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, seriously, all these guys that just because New England just elevates you, right? Like it's just it's New England. You know, it's, I think for Cam, what's going to be interesting is obviously Cam has a lot of these interests outside of of football, right? And and you should whatever you diversify, right? Football's not there forever. So, but I know the knock on him has been he's not a hundred percent focused on football. And you wonder if New England, because um, I think that played a part in Brady and Belichick having kind of their beefs too, right? Like, cause Brady was, had a lot of interest outside of football with the TB 12, with he's, he's rocking Uggs, he's doing his right. whole thing. And you go, I'm sure some of that caused friction because, you know, Bill Belichick is about do your job, do your job, do your job, you know, should be football. That's all you should be thinking about. And if you're the quarterback and they are investing in you like that, I get it. 
right? Like you don't want your quarterback to be thinking about, you know, going to practice and then going, oh, I got to go do a photo shoot for my clothing line right after this. Like you want your quarterback going, I'm going to go study more tape or read the playbook or whatever it is. So um, that'll be interesting to see how he adapts to Belichick and how Belichick adapts to him because I do think you have to be willing to give and take there. But it'll be interesting to see, man. If anything, I saw the signing and I went, of course he signed with the Patriots, man. Yeah. They just waited. <laughs> they just waited back in the cut. Yep. And hey, man, I'm, I'm really distracted right now because so let me give you guys a, a, a vision of what I'm looking at. So behind Juan is like his security cameras. Right. And it actually plays in really well, because speaking of football, <laughs> this past week, haha, Clinton Dix who is a uh, cornerback. I don't even know who the hell he plays for. He used to be a Packer, but who cares, right? Actually, is he on the Bears? He was, he, no. Uh, he was on the Bears. He was he on was. the Bears. He was on the Bears I for like a year, I think. He's a cowboy now. I think. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. So this past week, there is footage from his security cameras. He's riding this like electric scooter <laughs> through his, I don't know, maybe it's his driveway, and there's a mother bear and a baby bear like in his driveway i don't know maybe looking for trash for food whatever but it's so great because he's riding this thing full blast and then right at the last minute he sees the bears and he basically like launches the scooter in, <laughs> like not into them but like their way because he's so scared and he hauls ass the other way haha clinton dix i am me, me and you are, are brothers in arms right now because if, it, if any of you guys have not listened to uh, episode, I think it was three, which is Bear With Us, um, I tell a good story about my encounter with a bear. So shout out to Hi, Clinton Dix. <laughs> I know how you feel. Haha and Sean had a similar. Uh, <laughs> is that going to be distracting? Should I turn off the monitor? <laughs> My my security my security cameras it's creepy because I have like fifteen of them. There's only showing like ten right now. But yeah, my house looks like somebody like a weird person lives here. And they, <laughs> they came with the house, but it, it looks like someone who like a voyeur lived here and just like to look at every corner of the house. It's stupid. <laughs> oh my god, man! Dude, baseball's back, man. <sighs> Is it? <laughs> Gotta mention baseball, man. Baseball's back. Training camp gonna start on July first. Um, they're going to do a 60-game season, which actually is phenomenal because now it matters. Yep. I love it. Now I don't have to. Normally for me, and, and shout out to all the baseball fans out there, um, I'm, I, am a, I am a fan. I'm not a fanatic. I, and and I, I'll be honest, like I really only pay attention um, after the All-Star break. Yeah. That, that's me. That's when it matters. And so I pay attention now, week one and then after the All-Star break. Yeah. yeah or I September. Mean, yep. And so the fact that they're only doing 60 games – is great and so like the games will now will, will, will matter more obviously the the season won't be so damn long and um bring some excitement to baseball yeah, which finally man which you know what since we're talking about baseball and all the crap that's been going on right now you know with the whole black lives matter and 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 covid19 do you even remember that the astros got caught cheating Nah, they're they're grateful as hell that this whole thing happened they're like listen man all the attention nobody was talking because going into the season remember they were like they oh were salty God, it was every every reporter was just ripping them to shreds these guys are like oh we're super motivated you know we're gonna go into the season we're gonna prove everybody this and that it's like they're not and then uh the, the dude but the 60 game i love it because there's a sense of urgency now right that's the problem with baseball it's 100 and whatever 62 games and then so they don't matter right you could lose literally half of your games and still get into the playoffs in a lot of cases so you go now you go 60 games i love that they've added the whole pitching clock right so now the pitchers have to move because that's the problem with baseball it's too slow like it's it's it doesn't work today so hold like, on they've added the pitching clock i think they started that last year where you have to throw a pitch and i forget what it is it's a minute or something like that but you have to throw a did pitch they show that on tv did i not watch uh, baseball last year i don't know if it was on a on a you're right but i don't know if they show it on tv but like, it's definitely in the monitor? stadium yeah right because some of these pitchers man like you take your glove off you wipe your sweat off your thing you look at the pitch you say you walk off the mound again like what are you thinking about dude it's just because you gotta distract them so you can get the tar oh, I know. <laughs> on your hand so you can actually you know so you can get an advantage listen i have an easy solution bro let them juice let them use tar 
baseball was way more interesting when everybody was juicing. When did, when, like, America stopped and watched baseball during the Sosa Maguire years, right? And they were juiced to the gills, but it was fantastic television. Yep. I'm like, let them juice, man. <laughs> let them juice. Let the pitchers use tar. Let everybody juice. The people who don't want to juice, don't let them juice. Like, just, just let them have at it, man. I, I, I don't know. I get, I get thinking about that, too, because the people who, like, who've been left out of the Hall of Fame, like, that rubs me the wrong way. Because baseball is such a, like a, I don't know, man, they're, they're, so, they're romantics about the past, and it's so agitating. And so I think that's what I love about this whole thing changing, that you go, great, you're being forced to change. You have to do 60 games now. You have to do the pitch and clock thing. You have yeah, to do, like, yeah. I go, finally, man. Because baseball is a fun sport when there's a sense of urgency. Yeah. But when there isn't, oh, my God. It's the only live sporting event that you could go to and not watch half of it. Like, yeah. think about it. You go to a baseball game half the time. You're just there to talk and hang. Who was I listening to? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was, like, Colin Cowherd or one of them guys that, that sort of, like, you know, talk radio or, you know, sports talk. Um, they were they were praising. Whoever it was was praising baseball and, and was like, oh, man, it's, it's, it's great. You know, you go out there with the family. You know, you don't actually. But he said this, like, you don't actually have to watch all of the game. You can sit back, have a conversation. And I'm thinking to myself. Why would I want to go to a sporting event? And I've been to baseball games, and, and yes, it is very true. Um, but I like to go. To, I like more to go to sporting events where I have to pay attention. Like I, I want to. The whole point that's of an the point. event. <laughs> like, how are you an event if I can do? That's the mall where you allowed to go just do other stuff. <laughs> that's not an event. <laughs> that, that's the bar. When you got, you know, a bunch of TVs around with games you don't even care about. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine if you went to a Broadway play and you're like, oh, it was fantastic. They let you, they have like a little spot set up on the side where you could like go watch TV so you can take a break. You don't have to watch the whole show. Like, it's an event. <laughs> like, dude, speaking of Broadway, man, um, uh, Hamilton. Hamilton's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. I do want to see on it. On July 3rd. I'm going to check it out. I'm yeah. going to check it out, man. For, so is this Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, July 3rd? Yeah, and yes, 3rd? yes, it is. Okay, it is I will Friday. absolutely check that out. I mean, yeah. they're like $1,000 tickets, right, to go see that yeah. show? Yeah. And Disney+. Plus. So listen, all of you out there that don't have Disney+, Plus, at least get the get the trial and and, and check out some Hamilton. It's a it's a $1,000 $1, piece right there you yeah. get for, you'll get for free. Is it Lynn manuels version of it too i'm hoping it is man i didn't go I that far i didn't go that far into it man i figure if it's disney it's probably legit it's got, yeah i would say i would love to see it i'm hoping that it's the version with lynn manuel miranda i mean like that would be awesome i don't want the generic whoever took over <laughs> i don't want the bootleg hamilton i want the real deal <laughs> oh my god dude and uh, staying on sports magazine there's so much stuff this week so nba releases schedules and then now the um the lakers are talking about signing jr smith man that dude is I think the last fascinating. Time, the last time LeBron played with him, didn't they have an argument? Yeah, dude. Like the like the last game. He cost them a title. I I strongly believe if uh JR throws up that shot at least or makes a pass and someone gets a ball off and they hit that because the Cleveland was up or had a chance at least to I think it was tie. I can't remember, but they potentially win that game and it changes the entire series. It went downhill after that game. And it was like they need, and it was in Golden State. So it was like, yo, you go back to Cleveland, you steal one in Golden State, you go back. I think, and that was game one. And I think it was, was like, was it really? It was one or two because it was definitely in Golden State. I think his, his, like, that cost them that series. I, I strongly believe that. I think that changed the entire dynamic of that series. I think it was one of those demoralizing things where you go, dude, we had it and you gave it away. And then it goes, we have to work that much harder. You know, because Golden State was a better team, right? Like, Cleveland had LeBron James. Golden State had, you know, what, four uh, future first ballot Hall of Famers? Hall of Famers, right? yep. So, you go, uh, th I think even LeBron looked at that and went, that was our shot, man. We still won in Golden State. You, you could potentially go back to Cleveland. Maybe you take two or you split there, but you make it a series. I think that cost them, man. And so, I thought it was interesting that LeBron would be willing to team up with JR again. Yeah, I mean, but who did they let? I mean, somebody decided I'm not playing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody decided it wasn't worth it to them. I guess um, risked their family or didn't want to be away from their family rather, and um, he didn't want to play. So they're replacing him with with Jr. There was somebody else in the mix for that too um, that they didn't pick up. You know, I would have loved to see them pick up like Vince Carter. And I know Vince has always said he doesn't want to chase Dude, rings. Isn't Vince like 45? Dude, he's insane. He's still dunking on people at 45. But didn't he? Um, didn't he win a title with Dallas? 
Oh, was he not part of that Dallas team that, 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 beat, Dallas um, team. that beat Miami? I don't think he was part of that team. No? He might have still been in Jersey when that happened. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think Vince ever got a ring. So, and he go, he always said he didn't want to chase rings. I mean, clearly, he signed with Atlanta um, this last year. And you go, man, that's your swan song? You signed with Atlanta. And he didn't want to sign. He didn't want to sign. I guess he never wanted to look like he was ring chasing. Dude, which is who cares who cares yeah i i, I don't understand that man yeah i no, don't understand that no one cares yeah like no one cares like i'm gonna like i and i know people will knock it and be like oh you know like KD. Oh, he left to golden state to chase it's like no man in no other industry do we knock people for wanting to be surrounded by the best at at what they do right like and, and think about it. anything we do in a living you want to go work with the best people in their field yeah right like like if i left and went to get a job at another company no one would knock me and go well you left to the guys that are good at that it's like well yeah <laughs> like of course i left to but it's some of that some of that old school mentality right where, where where you get like you talk to some of the guys like like charles barkley or or magic johnson where they go man i wanted i wanted to play against the best i didn't want to i didn't want to team up i, I didn't want to get like you know magic says i don't want to get like jordan and bird on the same team like i wanted to beat those guys yeah, man, but like, hey, it's easy for Magic to say when you had James Worthy and all that stuff on your team, right? And then, and that's one of that. That's just one of a few. And that's one of a yeah, few. They yeah. had a squad. Yeah, their squad was stacked. And then for Barkley, I'm I, every time he says that and he comes out and he's knocking these guys, I'm going, "You went to Houston, and you went to um, Barkley Chase. That's all Barkley did towards the tail end of his career was chase rings, right? He went to Phoenix." Then well, Phoenix is when he was he was dominant. So he went to Philly at one point in time, right? And then he, was, he, no, went he was with to, Philly first, and then went to Phoenix to, to to chase a ring. Well, Phoenix is when he actually was dominant. That's when he got his MVP year. That's when they went against. That's right. They okay. went against the Bulls, and, and then they lost. went against the Bulls and lost. And then he went to Houston chasing a ring, right? Houston had won those those back to back titles. Oh yeah, right. That's true. And then Barkley goes over there, which Scottie Pippen ends up in Houston too. I think with Barkley at some point. But I don't even. He do. didn't go to Houston because he likes the weather in Houston. He went to Houston because he was trying to win a ring. Like he was chasing a ring. Like like every time he he knocks these guys, I'm going. You did the same thing. The difference was is that I don't know that Barkley had free agency his entire career. Right. That became like a thing late '80s, maybe early '90s, because um, it was the whole Larry Bird rule thing where you're you know your your original team could pay you more than the market I yes. guess could, but like all these guys who would make that argument I go you didn't have to play in the free agency era and to think like that you wouldn't have left to go be with better people is crazy to me like you would be okay with your employer surrounding you with garbage and then just stick it out out of pride because you want to win it with the garbage around you like that I don't, that just sounds ludicrous to me every time I hear it well I mean that's that that day and age is gone yeah it's never gonna happen again at no. this point yeah and even the bulls when people are like, oh jordan didn't have to leave no duh he had scotty pippen he had tony kukos he had steve kerr he had bill cartwright early i mean he had like the team around him was yeah ron harper yeah it's like he didn't have yeah, to leave crazy. yeah it's like come on man yeah i, I, I don't even get that and uh, and i do understand the fact that uh i guess kd left to like an arch rival quote-unquote right at the time um, because Oklahoma was so close. And Oklahoma blew that 3-1 lead right against uh, Golden State, um, I think. And then he left following them blowing that, right? So I understand the animosity and all that, but it's like, come on, guys. Like you're, Everyone's going to want to go do or be with the best at what they do, right? Like that, You want to surround yourself. Like We all want to surround ourselves with the best at whatever they do. Man. Yeah, and, and you know what? You know, like, Listen, you, you got to do what you do is best for you and your family and, and really do what's best f for you. Right. Because it, it's your career and and you want to be happy in it. Mm -hmm. So in, in anything you do, whether it's sports or otherwise. Oh, yeah. But KD leaving Oklahoma um, that next year was just like I was like, wow, man, like like you could have actually beat golden state yeah yeah yeah. They, i mean they had them down what was it three one it was yeah, three one they should have won that they should have won, won. Yeah, won that and they don't and so you go there and it, it's just to create the juggernaut which they were yeah right? they were juggernaut although i would argue houston should have beat them when was it not last year year before the year before where houston had them right and then chris paul gets hurt chris paul got hurt yep and you go that probably changed that year. who knows hindsight's always kind of 2020 yeah. but you know who knows man yeah man so this week if we're getting out of sports this week, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the COVID in this state. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Dude, we had, like, record days, like a few days in a row yeah. of just, like, you know, what is it? One day was, like, 9,500 new cases. Yeah. <laughs> 
in Florida. And it was like, I guess they just, when they opened the beaches and stuff, I guess people were like, yo, we good. We're all gone. Yeah. Let's, well, let's go. Man, and like, so if you've never been to Florida, man, Florida is like the purge minus murder. We do anything and everything. And I guess people in Florida go, if we could survive alligators and, and like giant mosquitoes, we're good. And by the way, Florida has reached like level two of hell heat. Like it is stupid. Oh my God. In bro. Florida right now. Like, I don't even go outside. No, it's stupid. Like if you put a toe outside right now, like it melts. It's so, it's insane. Like Florida's awful. And so, like, what kind of people do you think that's gonna breed? <laughs> like, you put us in miserable heat with killer animals. It's so crazy. Like, I don't know, man. The the so the governor comes out and is like, first he's blaming Hispanics, and <laughs> no, but did you, the, no, but did you hear the video? Yeah, I understood it's, like what I, he meant yeah, about I the did workers. Too. But the freaking uh, what's the New York Post puts the the headline is like DeSantis blames blames Hispanics, Hispanics. and I, and I listened to the video. And I was like, no, he's not blaming Hispanics. Like, he actually said, oh, we saw a rise, you know, in mostly Hispanic families, but it's people that sort of work outside in construction, so they're around a lot of people. And then they go home to sometimes homes have two and three generations of, of people living, living in the house. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? I don't, I don't think that he was blaming Hispanics. No, no, no. I think I took more issue with then he goes... Uh, um, the the college kids, I guess, you know, the young generation is what's being like, I guess, overly uh, most of the cases now are now younger folks in Florida. And he's right. blaming like young people because they're going out and they're not being cautious or, or they're being um, I forget what term he used, but I'm going, hey, you opened the you state. Opened the what did you think 21 <laughs> year olds were going to do? Like they had the closed bars and he's going like, oh, yeah, you know, because young people are just out there doing whatever they want. No, man, they went to the bar that you opened like yep. like they just went back to life. Like the way like it usual. used to be because you said it was okay. Like, and then yeah. how are you going to go and say, oh, yeah, you know, young people did that? Like, no, nah, man, young people were staying home for two, three months and you opened it. Like, you, you can't sit there and blame young people. Florida's just wild, though, man. Like, we're a different breed of people. And I, you have to be to, to, again, to put up with the heat here and the snow. <laughs> and not for nothing, people, though. Wear that mask when you go out. I mean, listen, it, it, it's hot, it's uncomfortable. Just wear the damn mask, like, man. Worst like, case scenario, you're uncomfortable. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't get it. Worst case scenarios, you're uncomfortable. I like whether you. I think what blows my mind about this whole thing, and I don't know why this shocks me anymore, but that we manage to politicize everything. Like somehow this whole COVID thing became political. Somehow the mask thing became political. Dude, there's like a whole conspiracy theory about about COVID and and it, you know is it real? Is it not real? And you know the government's trying to control you. And it's like no man. Like listen to the 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 doctors out there that are, that are telling you, hey, like this is actually a real thing, and here's how it can, it can affect you. And yes, you you can be um, you know you, you cannot have symptoms, right? But chances are like even if you're even if you're in that in that group you can give it to somebody in your family or or even outside that would have horrible effects to it wear the damn mask i'm not asking you to go out there in gloves and shit just wear the damn mask. it's just it's, insane mm. yeah i just don't get again you know you know what the problem was dude is that they said if you wear a mask it's to help other people they should have never said that oh yeah we're selfish <laughs> They should have. They should have said, "Wear a mask, so you don't." Get so you don't sick. get it. Then we would have been like, "Oh, okay. Why didn't you say so? You was trying to make me care about other people. <laughs> We're not built that way, man." <laughs> Speaking of not caring about other people, <laughs> DC is trying to become a state, dude. There's, and I didn't know this. So there's seven hundred thousand of them there that basically that don't have a voice. In D.C.? In Washington, So D. what do they mean, don't have a voice, so they're not... So, like, you can't, like, you like you don't have the electoral votes. Oh, okay, I didn't know this. And listen, if, 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 I'm, if I'm misspeaking, please leave me a comment, hit me up. And I, I am not, a, I am not a, a, a political expert, but basically they, they, don't, they don't really have a voice. And so it, what was funny was there was this senator. So obviously the, the Republicans are kind of against it because... Like like any major city, right? You're gonna have mostly left wing folks, and so I get that they go like, okay, we don't want another more you know electoral votes going against us. So I I get it. Yeah. But so they have this senator from from Arkansas. The guy's name is Tom Cotton, 
he comes out and he makes this speech. And because they were trying to compare them to other states that had similar population. And so he calls out like um, Wyoming and he goes, you know, Wyoming has actually a smaller population um, that they have like 560 somewhat thousand people. But he goes, oh, they have like three times as many workers in mining and logging and construction. So, you know, they're a well-rounded state. Wait, <laughs> so there are less people in the entire state of Wyoming than there are in D.C.? Yeah. There's like 700,000 oh, people in D.C. Can we start taking land back for <laughs> things like that? Like, if you go, you list 565,000 of y'all. You guys are using a disproportionate amount of land. <laughs> Can we go ahead and we're going to go ahead and confiscate? Yeah, what's the eminent domain on that? But dude, I was like, you know, like, so this guy, Senator for, for Arkansas, first of all, Arkansas is like 41st in education. Like, instead of worrying about people in D.C., go take care of your backyard. Go work on education in Arkansas and stop worrying about whether the people in D.C. are getting a voice or not. Like, it just, it just feels like, like the folks that are against it are, are like, well, it's obviously it's 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 Republicans and nothing against Republicans, yeah. I don't I don't care. I mean, Republican, Democrat, I really don't care. Like I got friends on both sides. Yeah, you wave but, red team, blue team flag. Yeah, baby. right. Well, whatever, yeah. right? Like I don't care. So, Do you. but it 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 really like it just seems like I think that if 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 it was mostly Republicans in that state or or in that city, then they would be like, oh yeah, absolutely, make make them a state, of course. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. Again, I, I think it drives me insane that all of this stuff still always comes back to politics. Like, it just drives me crazy, man, that you can't step into common sense ground and go, um, yeah, you have this entire population of almost a million people that's larger than some say, and I'm some states, some states. And I bet you, I don't know what the population of North and South Dakota is, but now that you said Wyoming is 565, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say those very similar in the Dakotas. Cause I don't know anybody who's like itching to move to the Dakotas. I, nope. I only know people that left Dakotas. Yep. And listen, I've been told that I slant heavily and I knock Alabama a lot. Alabama's last in the country in education. The criticism is well earned. Like, and they're probably what's Alabama's population. I should look that up. It's probably not the fact that they get votes. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to vote on anything if you're ranked last in education. Matter of fact, we should. There should be a rule like if you're bottom ten in education in the country, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Like until your state gets its shit together, you shouldn't be allowed to decide who runs things. Like, dude, I was actually surprised to find out that Florida was like number three or four. Yeah, but that's all university driven. It's, it's the college. It's the college. Yeah, it's the college. And and we'll say like, does you know University of Miami a good private school? Uh, you you know gain the uh, University of Florida, Florida State, all the, uh, good schools, right? So you go, that makes sense. Shout out UCF, <laughs> UCF. Yeah, just, that's true. You just left out the local hometown. Nice. I'm sorry. I'm I'm bitter. I didn't graduate from UCF. Go Night Owls, WGU. <laughs> We ain't have a football team because we value education. <laughs> but like that makes sense because you go, if I'm an 18 year old kid, if I'm good at sports or um, even whatever, if I'm moving away, like where, do, do I want to live in Ohio? Do I want to go to Michigan or am I going to go? Uh, do I want to go live in like a warm weather city with a bunch of other young people? Like that's exactly where I would go. I would pick up. So you figure Florida, California, you should have a good college <laughs> system, right? Like, dude, it's it's got to be you go into a state. Where it's young, well, you're in a college, young people, hardly dressed. Yeah, it's beach weather year round. Year round. Right? So you go, if I'm an 18 year old kid, of course I'm going. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Southern California, right? I'm going anywhere where there's warm weather. It just, I don't know, man. It, it, so, like, the Florida thing, I go, I'm not giving you credit for the college thing. <laughs> Dude, I, I will and say, it's, though, I think it's number one, right? Number one college. Uh, it's it's definitely top two. It could be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, say, I think it might be number one in terms of the university system in the country. But uh, yeah, and dude, I can I can attest to that. So so coming from I, I did did like elementary school, and in New York, and so it was like first through eighth grade. I was in Catholic school, and then I came here. I went to high school in Florida, and I can honestly say that I had a harder time in seventh and eighth grade, and I did well in school. Seventh and eighth grade in Catholic school. Shout out St. Lucie in New York. Like, 
had a harder time in those two grades than I did all four years of high school in Florida. In Florida. But then when I went to college, I had to take some remedial courses because I wasn't ready. Because you weren't ready. Yeah, because yep. the Florida public school system didn't prepare you for the... Yeah, I mean, again, maybe it's maybe it's better now. Um, but back then, in the, this, this is probably in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, not so much. No, and I think it could be better now because you've... You know, I've obviously uh, been surrounded by a lot of um, teachers who are passionate about what they care about. It's not their fault. It's it's the way the state, the funding and all that stuff like Florida. There's no reason why Florida's public education system couldn't be better. There's none. I think you have people who legitimately care because why uh, there's literally no other reason to pick to be a teacher <laughs> like other than the fact that you care. Like there's no there's no upside. You're not getting paid a lot. You're not. Um, so the idea that I, I guess there's the time off thing, but um you know, I think Florida teachers get shafted. There was a move this week by, by DeSantis that it's sort of in the right direction. It's a little skewed about the raising the teacher's salary. I don't know enough about it to, you know, I'm sure there's some nuance there, but you go to step in the right direction, but they still have to do something for existing teachers. Uh, I think they pass something to pay new teachers a higher salary, which is which is fair. They should. You know, teachers should get paid more money. But, um, dude, same as you. I went to school in Jersey through eighth grade. I, when I got here, I remember walking in the ninth grade and, you know, the things they were teaching. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, dude, matter of fact, I'll take it one further. They put me in Esau classes, which Esau oh. is for like kids who can't speak English. And listen, I sounded just like I sound now. And I remember the teacher. Was it because of your last name? Because that my mom checked a box that said we spoke Spanish in the household. Oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So then the teacher, I remember like in class and I'm going, yo, I. I don't belong here. I'm like, I, and the teacher's like, well, what makes you think you don't belong here? And I'm like, are you listening to me? <laughs> I was like, I speak better English than you. Like the teacher, the teacher had the heaviest accent in the world and no knock on her, but they obviously picked a teacher who spoke Spanish, I, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, abs like you would, right? To teach these kids English. But I'm looking at her going, what do you mean? Am I sure? Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I should be teaching this class. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then come to find out the reason that that happens is because they get more money. If the more kids they place in like an Esau situation. Or the, so really? schools get more money. Like if, if you go to AP, whatever, they get more money for that. If you go to Esau, they get more money for that, which is why I like teachers what is push. So like advanced placement. So like college classes and school. Oh, okay. yeah, like yeah. The, the reason they push that, it's not because they care about you. Or they think you're smart. It's because it's, the school gets more funding. So the more kids they try to push towards honors and AP and all that, it's because, you know, like the teachers will try to push it like, oh, you have so much potential. You should take AP calculus. Like, no, no, they get more money because you take AP calculus. Ah. So it's it's never really about the kid, right? Like, it's always about how can we get more dollars out of it? And I remember getting stuck in like an Esau class because I said I spoke Spanish at home. And then the teacher's literally arguing with me. I'm talking back to her in perfect <laughs> English, mind you. And I'm like... And she had the nerve to say what makes me think I don't belong there. You don't sound like these Southern <laughs> folks. <laughs> so sticking with the South. Oh, my God. Sticking with the South. Georgia this week passed the hate crime bill. Okay. Dude, they were one of four states that didn't have it. They don't have a hate. Like, meaning it's not illegal to. to like, it's just not considered like hate crime. Like, if you just like, I don't know, like if you. um if you kill somebody because because they're black, you know, if it's if it's sort of racially, um, if, if it's if it's racially motivated, but it has to be racially. It could be it could be because you're gay. It could be because, you know, whatever, anything that's different because it's a hate crime. But they didn't have that before. So, so it they would just were be good old murder one. Not, <laughs> not a hate so crime. They were they were with like Wyoming, South Carolina and Arkansas. Didn't we just mention Arkansas a little while ago? What are their rankings in the education system? Tom Cotton. <laughs> bottom 10, all those, probably. Bottom 10 in education. We should look that up. We should. Because, yeah, there's a correlation there. <laughs> but I was actually surprised with Georgia, right? Just, became, just because they have, they have a big enough uh, black population there that, that, that I would think would, would fight for that. And I'm not saying that, that, that they haven't. I'm just actually surprised that, that they're one of four states. Yeah, that that wasn't a thing. At a, and Georgia, you know, again, lots of, of major corporations are based in, in Atlanta. You're talking Coca-Cola, um, I think Pepsi. Um, there's a huge amount of companies that are based out of Atlanta. Um, and I've been to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I'd live in Atlanta. Yeah. Absolutely. I would live in Atlanta because 
I've only ever driven through it. Oh, dude, it's like, it's like New York, but warmer, and a little more spread out. But as far as like you get that big city feel, right, and then you get that um, the suburbs that are kind of close by and the beautiful houses that are kind of built like the style of up north and all that, and then you get all this affluence there. You get you get so much culture. I, I love Atlanta, man. Atlanta was um, I, I I would move to Atlanta in a heartbeat. Just yeah. I would I would live there again and it, and again the culture you have you have a good population of, of of white of black the only thing I didn't see in Atlanta was Latinos and I think I made a joke about it when I was there like where do you guys keep your your Latinos because I didn't see a single one till like my last day there and they stopped to ask me for directions like they knew I was the only other one in the city <laughs> like these people pulled pulled over in a hurry like wait mira and I was like <laughs> they asked me and I remember being shocked going yo. Y'all the first Latinos I've seen in four days. <laughs> it's like, did Trump start the wall on this side? How <laughs> come there's no Latinos here? <laughs> it was wild, man. But yeah, man, shout out to Atlanta. I love Atlanta, man. That was a good time. That's awesome. But they said that uh, one of the roadblocks to passing that bill was because it included um, or was the inclusion of sexual orientation and gender identity. So that was like the big thing where they were like, nah, we don't, we don't want to include them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get rights. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're like, we just barely get in a race. Y'all asking for too much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yo, that, oh, oh man. my God. All right, whatever happens to equal rights for all, man. No, man. Not, <laughs> man. <laughs> not, <laughs> not never. Not never. <laughs> you know, the people that wrote that had slaves. They're writing that. <laughs> Somebody's making noise. Hey, keep it down over there. We're trying to write a bill here. <laughs> oh my God, man! What's the? Somebody has a great bit about. It might be Daniel Tosh where he goes, "Every man is created equal." You know what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, man! Yeah. So did you see? Um, they had like I think it was like six musicians that uh that trump was using to was actually playing their music at, at his rallies um and it was musicians like uh rihanna and axel rose from the old you know guns and roses um pharrell and tom petty that was like four four names that 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 i was like okay these are these are like all time right you said rihanna <laughs> <laughs> yo i'm just trying to picture trump coming out to umbrella <laughs> But 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 so the story is that the musicians don't don't want him to play their music at his rallies, and I'm like I didn't know that you get to they don't get to pick that I guess tech I, yeah man see the thing is is that copyright law and all that is so like technically we couldn't play a clip of anybody here right so I guess what you could argue is if you're you're publicly televising something and you're playing my music you have to pay me for the rights to use that right right and then you go then I don't have to allow it I can say no ah, so yeah, I think about that. I, That's I, true. I guess like I understand that now I don't know there's a whole because then there's a whole segment where like journalism falls under where you can like quote it or you can um, use it in the context of like a review or whatever it is. So uh, there's like loopholes around it. But I guess if you're playing it at a rally and using it to come out to, um, I think you have to pay like royalties on that. Like every time it gets played. That's true, man. I didn't think about that. So I, I, just, I just figured I'm like, oh, man, it's, he just is coming out to some music or he's playing some music. Like, I mean. On a, on, a, on a much much smaller scale right like in the in in the corporate environment i know we've done stuff to where you will give like you're going to give a speech on something right or a president sorry a presentation on something and you'll come out to some music and yeah. it's and it's some popular music right and 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 that's kind of i kind of use it on that scale but yeah obviously on a larger scale where it's televised and then like you said you got to get permission to use it yeah i get it so I and I've done uh, to your point there, like when when I've done um, like I've been a part of like corporate meetings and things like that. And we use like generic music, like canned music that, that you don't need rights to, quote unquote, oh, wow. I guess if you like subscribe to a certain, um, you know, like service, they basically let you uh, use whatever music clips are on that. So it's all like generic. I've done that in corporate events where they'll just play like generic uh, music or they have to go ask for permission to use like a clip or a bit wow. or a real artist. Yeah. Like. um yeah, I, you know what it is, man? I think people are afraid to be associated with, right? So I guess if you come out to Rihanna, then the 
the then perception I guess the perception is that, is that like Rihanna him. supports him. Yeah, which is interesting, man, because you go. There's always been the divide between red team, blue team, right? But I don't recall a divide that was like, uh, you know, like I don't remember any other uh, uh, really administration where people just went, "No, nah, I don't want to even playing my music." Like I, you know, I just don't think people cared that much. But now it's it's so it's so divisive now that they go, "No, no, I don't even want to be associated with that." Like it's. Uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting time for sure, man. Because I don't know. You said I think it's the 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 fear that people might think. Oh, I don't want people to think I'm associated with you in any way. Whereas before, they wouldn't have cared if you if people thought you were associated with Bush or Barack or whatever. I don't think people really cared too much unless your brand was built on on you know the opposite team or whatever it was. But yeah, I don't. There's a and lot I, of artists now to come out and. And I will say, man, like all of this, uh, all of the negativity towards towards Trump is. I, I think it's actually feeding his base to, to them them going like man this guy's like the the best thing since sliced bread yeah because you're not gonna talk someone one thing and trump aside one thing that i've come to learn from people who are hardcore red team or hardcore blue team is that they don't care about um what you have to say that about the other team or uh, like people will blindly follow what they're like the politician right not necessarily the the belief system like and it's it's a shame because you would think that if you have a belief system that believes hey all these things are right and i want to vote for someone who believes in that but instead what we do is we take someone who represents that quote-unquote team and then you go then you make excuses for that person and you try to make them fit into that mold it's not you know it's not like you pick the person who best represents your values you pick the person who's just on your team and then you try to make them fit into their uh it's just really weird man i i I think the the older i get the more and more i find like that whole the political system is weird i do think in our lifetime man we've seen so much disruption that i wouldn't be shocked to see like an independent person eventually win like i think they'll take or they'll get really close like this it's gonna have to be someone extremely popular like i've seen you're seeing the whole thing that they want like the rock to run for president and i'm like that's the the actor saying yes the the rock as in dwayne johnson oh wow and there's been like this massive thing and i go Honestly, man, if The Rock ran this year with these candidates as an independent, I think he'd win. I think, I think he's so popular, and so many, so much crazy stuff has happened that I think someone like him. And and you go, and if he ran as an independent, he might be the type of person that would break that mold. That you go, we're just gonna vote for him because you go. So what? I guess the power that these parties have is in their money, right? And obviously their influence and all that. But you go, if you get someone like him, who's going to have no problem fundraising, who's going to have no problem getting backing from major movie studios, major uh, endorsers, I think someone like him can do it. And I never thought I'd say that because that's insane. No, but you know what, man? Like, as as you're talking, I'm going... The guy comes off. Let's just talk about you know whether it's his his movies or uh, you know if you, if you follow him on social media, what have you. He comes off like a good guy. He comes off as somebody who's sort of like a genuinely good guy, who cares? hard worker who cares, right? And then and then going back to to my comment of when when I said the actor, it reminded me of the old movie uh, Back to the Future when 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 they're asking him like yeah like who's president in nineteen eighty whatever. And he goes, Ronald Reagan. And they're like, the actor? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But it seems like, right? It seems far-fetched until it happens. Dude, Arnold was the governor. Yeah. Jesse Ventura was the governor. Like, crazier things have happened, man. And I think this whole climate, this stew that we're brewing here, man, is like the perfect uh, thing for Like, I don't think he'd do it. But, like, not this go-around anyway. But, I, you no, know, I used to think... He's got to wait, like, 20 years yeah. until he's, like, seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, exactly. He's, he's not aged into it yet. But I used to think, like, in our lifetime, no way you're ever breaking down the whole red team, blue team thing. And now I'm going, actually, man, this generation has done so well at breaking down certain barriers that you go, it just takes the right guy and they'll do it. I used to think it didn't matter who it was. But I think you get someone like him who's charismatic, like you said, who comes off likable. Now, for sure, someone will dig up something that he said 20 years ago and they'll try to blow up his campaign. Of course. As we do. But, um, yeah, I, I if somebody can make it happen, man, it's probably that guy for sure. Speaking of blowing up campaigns, didn't, <laughs> didn't somebody like since Joe Rogan and shout out to Joe Rogan, man, like this guy, if you don't think that Joe Rogan deserves what he got, like like you're for lack of a better term you you are a hater like th- this guy has worked his ass off 
if you guys think back, if you ever, you know, if you watch TV at all, I mean, he did the the Fear Factor, yeah. right? He did that for a while. Then he kind of got into the, the UFC thing pretty early. Um, worked his way up, you know, started doing the 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 podcast at some point and 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 really did it by himself. Like, listen, I'll be honest, like I would not do this alone. Like the Juan and I did this because we're going, yo, like we think we feed well off each other. And so we sort of have that 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 comfort. Like this guy went out on his own and said, Okay, I'm gonna start this podcast, I'm gonna interview people and hopefully I don't suck. Yeah. And he didn't. And he and he's done well. But man, people coming out of the woodwork. And it's like, like, like you just said, you know, like about, about The Rock. Somebody would dig something up about him. Things are just coming out about him. And it's like, oh, 10 years ago, this happened and that happened. I mean, you had something that you told me earlier. What, what, what was it? What was the guy's name? It's the whole story? thing with Joey Diaz. And listen, I, look up the story. Because I don't even want to get that much that far into the story. But, he, but he basically, uh, there was a conversation he had with another comedian on his podcast 10 years ago. Um, Joe Rogan laughed at the comedian's comment. It was a comment. I guess it was taken as it could be disrespectful towards women or that Joe Rogan somehow supported that. I'm not even going to argue that point. I think the um, because I can understand why people would feel either way. Right. So like my issue isn't the fact that people listen to um, Joey Diaz making comments and then Joe Rogan laughing about it. And then maybe they feel somewhat uncomfortable. I kind of I get it. Like we're not all going to like the same stuff or find the same stuff funny or or not find it funny at all. Like I, I, I get it. I think it's the idea that it took he signs a hundred million dollar deal, whatever, with Spotify, and then suddenly people like to dig up dirt. It's it's like what happened to Kevin Hart. Remember Kevin Hart was slated to to host the Oscars? And then suddenly people dig up tweets from like six, seven years ago on things he had already addressed and apologized for. It's it's this culture, man, and we've talked about it on here before that like we hate to see people succeed. So, like, we love the underdog, right? But once you get there, don't you, get you there. dare get any bigger. Yep. Like, you you can make it from the bottom and get to the top, but you stay there. You Don't you dare get aspirations beyond, like, what I'm capable of, because otherwise I want to tear you down. Like, because as much as we like to build people up, we love to tear them down. Like, it's ingrained in our culture where we go. Um, and we do it all the time, and I'm guilty of it, right? Like, I, I could think of a prime example in sports where, like, the Warriors, we love the Warriors, right? We love uh, Steph Curry because Steph Curry represented someone that I go, I could see me being that. I could be, I'm a small guy, right? All, all I have to learn is is how to handle the basketball and how to shoot. That's attainable to almost everyone, right? So I can see why people look up to that. Whereas you're looking at someone like uh, Giannis, like the Greek freak, and you go, I'm not built like that physically. Or like Shaq, right? Like I could never uh, obtain that. So I understand like, you know, obviously Curry had this stuff. But once Curry and these guys got too good and I'm guilty of it, you go, nah, man, I want to watch these guys lose. Like, nope, now they're too good. Like, they're too dominant. Like, I hate it. They're, they're getting together. And, and um, you know, I just, I don't know what we have that that makes us, anytime anyone has an ounce of success, that we just immediately look for ways to tear it down. It's nuts. And I think what I think what scares me about it, and I don't even know if scares is the right word, but, like, we're raising kids, right? It's that you constantly tell your kids, right? Hey, learn from your mistakes, grow from that, right? Like, hey, you made that. What are you going to do next time, right? Like, and you and you try to teach them to grow. And I think what this culture does is it teaches you to like, you better be a perfect human being because no matter what you do, it's going to come to haunt you later. Um, and and that's not the way we're built, right? Like, as as human beings, we're built to evolve, to grow, to, right. you know, like you can't hold me accountable for something I said ten years ago. I guess if, if I've evolved from that, like if you go, Hey man, you said that 10 years ago. And I go, yeah, I did. I sounded stupid. And, um, you know, yeah, I've learned from that or I've looked back on it. And, you know, I think people should be allowed to grow. And unfortunately this whole little cancel culture that's on Twitter, like doesn't let people do that. It's just, well, that's it there. Right. So, I mean, now everything is, everything is recorded, especially with social media, everything's recorded, you know, whether it's, whether it's video, a voice or written and, um, listen, and I think anybody can say this, you go back 10 years on anybody, your views are different now than they were back then. You know, and there may be some things that are, that, that are not. Um, some things that have stayed, have stayed constant. But, you know, we're all in different places at different stages of our lives. And, and it's, it's sad that we hold people, you know, accountable to, to things that they said. Now, if you said it last week, Okay. Cool. Yeah, I let's got, have the conversation. Let's have the conversation. Yeah. But I mean, I could even say even last year, right? But if somebody said something even last year and then they come to me and they go, you know what? Yeah, that's how I felt last year. It's not really the way I feel anymore. And I, that was kind of stupid. Then, I, yeah, I'm good. Like, that's, 
that, that we're allowed, dude. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where it's like, you want to do something like go, right? Go and then make changes along the way. Because that's what we do. We, we're, you're going to continue to evolve. And I think that I think that one of the, the things that we've talked about with this podcast is that 20 years from now, we're going to be able to look back at this and laugh at what we talked about or the way that we thought. Yeah. And then like our grandkids are going to be able to look back and go, oh, what was my grandfather, you know, thinking about and what was going on during 2020? And they can go back and see what my views were back then. And it may be totally contradictory to what I was actually teaching them if I'm still alive at that time. Right. Yeah. So we got to be allowed to we got to be allowed to 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 change as a as a as a yeah, people to grow as people yeah man and i think what happens is is honestly and it's never about so i think we are allowed to change right i don't even think it's about that i think miserable people like to justify their miserable existence right so they go i feel shitty about me so how can i knock this other person down who who uh you know appears to be on top of the world misery loves company yeah it's 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 so bad man and you want to tell people like listen go work on you because you know you know half of these people bringing this stuff up have, have their own skeletons and you go how is it that again you're you're always looking for ways to knock these people down and i think it just boils down to the the i don't want to say jealousy because it sounds like such a cliche and kitty thing to say but it's the it, yeah it's, it's the misery loves company like i feel shitty about me i feel like i'm a failure so you got to there no no i'm gonna talk about how crappy of a human being you are because you know i feel crappy about me i don't ever think it's about the individual yeah, yeah it's dude speaking of crappy human beings <laughs> three, dude three people died <laughs> and one is permanently blind wait all what? in new mexico because they drank hand sanitizer people it says hand sanitizer for a reason. The key word is hand. To be fair, the president <laughs> said it was okay. <laughs> now, to your point, he did come out and say something. Not, not, not hand sanitizer. Trump did not say drink hand sanitizer, people. So please don't do that. Um, oh, he did come out in one of his speeches, right, where he was like, oh, they're doing some tests and like... Was it was like bleach? Yeah, maybe you like, can inject. You can the... kind of inject the bleach inside, and it's so funny, man. If you watch that clip when they show, like, I think I don't know, it was like the medical person, and and because he kind of looks at the person, he's like, yeah, you know, like right, and and she has this look on her face like she's appalled. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. You think this lady's going like, yo, this? There's no way this is real. <laughs> Which, by the way. What'd you say? New Mexico? New Mexico. Second worst education system <laughs> in the country. <laughs> Words matter, people. You can't just be yelling shit out like that nilly-willy and not expect the people from New Mexico and Alabama to, to, to act on it. <laughs> and I think that there was... Um, dude, there, so there three was, people died. No, dude, three dead, one permanently blind, three more in critical condition. From drinking? Drinking hand sanitizer. Yo, that sound a lot like evolution <laughs> taking over, man. Jeez. Listen, there's too many of us out there. Man. Let me, you know what? Let me walk that back, maybe, because someone will hit me up 10 years from now and go, you were making fun of. Next thing we'll find out is the people, there was like some kind of disability or something where the people heard something and they took it to heart. Because, you know, I hadn't considered that. Somebody, I was making fun. I'm like, yo, this guy's a moron. And then uh, I'm like, and if you do it, you deserve to die, right? Like if you do inject bleach. And someone brought up the point of, yo, there's people who have legitimate mental disabilities who will listen to that and, right, and go, that's right. a president of the United States. Like he's got to know. He's, he's got to know. I hadn't really considered yeah. that. But anyway, no, neither have I. Like if you're not mentally disabled and you do that, well, that just sounds a lot like evolution. Listen, <laughs> if you are a Trump supporter and you got friends and family that are Trump supporters, when he says dumb shit, you have to actually go to your people and go, Hey, did you hear that? Yeah, that's crazy. He's crazy, <laughs> but we still voting for him. But we still, but did you see the economy? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Bring up the good stuff. Bring up the but, good stuff. But the bad stuff, yeah. Make sure, make sure you let your people know that that uh, that yeah, we're not injecting bleach this week, dude. So I saw not, and not to harp on the politics. Oh my god, man. The, uh, I saw something earlier saying he was. Uh, there was people within uh, Red Team that strongly believe that if the way if things kept going the way they're going, I guess he's losing polls, which I don't pay attention to, man. But that right. they thought he would just drop out. Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't see that. I don't, I don't. 
I mean, I don't know that he would do that, but nothing that he does really surprises me. He says he says and does things that I just go like, hey. Yeah. It's 2020. What? Anything yeah, could happen. Anything could happen. I, you know what I'm curious about too, man? I honestly want to see this go down. I want to see him pick a different VP. I got oh, all the you crazy want to, like, things like that fire like fire pants. Fire pants and go, nah, you're not running with me. <laughs> I, I, Omarosa needs to come with me and run. <laughs> What's Candace Owens doing for the next four years? Like, <laughs> Dude, that would be phenomenal. How bro. crazy would that be? I want, like, I'm rooting for that. I'm like, I want him to fire pence and then just pick a different VP just to add to the chaos. I don't think, can you do, can he do that? Why not? I mean, he could. Okay, let's let's talk about this, right? And and I don't know. I don't know. The, can he? Can he drop out? I guess he could. He could. Yeah. After the four years, right? And he, then, he could say, "Not nah, like I'm done. I don't want to." Yeah, do he doesn't have to run. So then they would give the nomination to, I guess, I don't know, Pence or whoever else would want it. I guess right. they. I guess somebody would have to. The party would have to pick a new. I would imagine it would be Pence. He, the popularity, I think, would probably follow him. Right. Because I mean, agree with him or not. The guy's definitely more, you know, quote unquote presidential than uh, than, than than Trump. But <laughs> yeah, you know, wh- whatever, man. All right, I, yo, I just started. I started thinking again about people drinking hand sanitizer. <laughs> How do you drink, yo? Speaking of, do you mix that? Like, what is? The, are you chasing that with something? How are you drinking hand sanitizer? Like, if you were, if you were making the know. perfect concoction out of hand sanitizer are we drinking straight up or you you mix it is some cranberry juice in that what's up you making an old-fashioned with the sanitizer and my mind is blank right now <laughs> I, i'm yo i'm trying to think of how you sit around and go oh yeah this like what i don't Dude, know if man. you get no you think about it bro if you get enough people to agree to do something you could all you could talk yourselves into doing anything. Yeah, man, that's you culture. really could, dude. It, it's 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 culture, right? So it's who you're around. It's it's the it's the people you keep company with, right? So yeah, Scientology's yeah. a thing, right? I keep yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> was the cult? Remember the Kool Aid and the cult, and they all drank the Kool Aid. It was a Heaven's Gate. What were they called, man? And there was a whole cult of them in like some compound, and they that all drank familiar, the Kool Aid. They slept that. on bunk. It was like summer camp, and they all just drank the Kool Aid together and went off like. Was it David Koresh? I don't know, man. But you know how how uh, convincing you have to be to get people to do that? <laughs> like, Those guys are born leaders. Yo, <laughs> they really are, man. You got you to gotta admire the pizzazz and just the, like, the leadership qualities of how do you talk? Think, think about how a conversation would go if someone is trying to, is trying to say like, hey, man, we all going to drink this juice at one o'clock tomorrow and the juice is going to kill us. But I don't know what the but is. What, what do you have to sell me on the, on the tail end of that? That's what God wants? I don't know, man. But when, you, when, you get, when you get people that believe really hard in, in, in something, I mean, you can get them to do anything. Yeah, that's nuts to me, man. That, but Yeah. I don't know, man. That, listen, man. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Listen up. Disney World has folded. <laughs> so... I don't know if it was last week or the week prior that we talked about the whole Splash Mountain thing. There was folks that, oh, yeah. that, that were saying that, you know, Splash Mountain, those of you that not heard the prior episode uh, that we talked about it, um, there was folks that came out and said Splash Mountain. Um, it was themed after an old Disney movie that was actually never released in the United States. It had a lot of, you know, racial undertones and sort of slavery undertones um, in, in, the, uh, in the movie. And so Disney used that to theme their uh splash mountain ride which is a, a you know one of their one of their roller no it's not a roller coaster right it's a it's a it's, it, no it's a water ride right? yeah it's, it's a, a water, water ride, ride. Yep, it's a water yep, ride. Yep. yeah hence splash right um water coaster i guess anyway so they folded and they are retheming of course they, they were like oh yeah this has been in the works forever yeah right so they're retheming it to the princess and the frog so I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't seen it. But I've I seen s- the movie. You have? Okay, it's actually so, cool. Yeah. So it has like, like the, the princess is, is black. Yes. Right? And so that's why I'm just like, uh, did they really just do that? It, seem, it seems very convenient for the, for the climate. Yeah. I but, question everybody's motives in this now. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, what, whatever. Dude, my, my thought was, I'm like, because you have to, what they're going to, I mean, obviously they're going to retheme the whole ride. But if you go on Splash Mountain today, as you're standing in line and the line is long, 
as you're going through it, that's when you see the, the theming, right? You see all of the stuff from the old Disney movie. So they're going to replace that with this new with this new movie with the with the princess and the frog. But doesn't she spend like half the movie as a frog? No, no. Her. um, She spends time as the frog no, in the movie. She's not the frog. Dude, oh, yes, yeah, she does. She yeah, does. Yeah, she turned. They turn she, her into they one. Turns two. her yes, into yes, the yes, frog. You're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah. how much? So, so I was laughing. I'm going like, how much how, is it a frog? How much? <laughs> so like, if you're, you know, if if you're for the whole like, hey, when I, we're gonna present this this black woman as the princess, and it's gonna be you know sort of that 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 whole thing, right? Like. But in the movie, again, she starts out as the princess, and then she has this, the frog is like the, the, the prince dude, I guess. But uh, someone on the line, she turns into a frog. So how much is that made of the frog? I got it. It's, it's going to be 70% frog and 30% princess. And I got the breakdown. Here's what's going to happen. The first 20% of the ride is going to be her as a princess because you got to build suspense, right? And then you're going to build the climax and then the trauma of her being turned into a frog. So then for the rest of the ride... You're living through her being a frog, so that's 70%. After the splash, which is the drop, the last 10% is going to be celebrating her being a princess. Again. And then the ride's over. And then the ride's over. So I'm sticking with that. It's going to be 20. <laughs> What's 20, the 70, 20, 70, 10. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to start boycotting until we get a brown princess ride. I'm sick of this. Brown folks not getting no attention right now. <laughs> Is it an Esmeralda or something we can get a ride for with? I don't know. Is there, is there a, a, a Spanish princess? I'm trying to think. A Disney princess? I feel like there's I one. I don't know, man. They're, they're, Maybe Universal got one. There's brown. There's, there's isn't uh, like, I, know, I mean, Aladdin is not, right? The, the princess in there. Nah, she's not, she, I guess she's Middle Eastern. No, no, she's yeah. Middle Eastern. I guess that's a little inclusive, yeah. Uh, they don't got a ride. Do they got, oh, they do got a ride. A little, they little, have an Aladdin ride. Yeah, they have an Aladdin ride, I guess. <laughs> I'm at off topic here. I just had to bring this shit up because I was laughing at this. I'm just going like this. We, we, we crazy. (laughs) So there's a, there's an opera house in Barcelona and they opened up and they had a concert for 2,300 houseplants. They literally filled the opera house, the seats with plants. Wait, what? (laughs) Like actual plants? <laughs> actual plants. When I first heard about it, I'm going, no way. I have to see this. Yo. And then, of course, they interview this guy who is like, like almost, almost like, like, like typical tree hugger, right? Where he's just like, oh, man, like I really felt closer to nature. And because of that, I felt closer to people. But they, you do, they filled the opera house and they played. Like a for, whole. For opera. plants. For plants. 2,300 plants. Remember, remember, was it last week that you talked about when you were like, like we have it too good? Yeah, that's that's another example, man. Dude, how how? Oh my god, how much shrooms have you done? There you go. You know it'd be really gnarly right now. We filled these seats up with plants and sang to them, bro. You go, if you take enough shrooms or acid, they'll start to move. Yo, for, that's hurtful, man. Because Barcelona is one of my favorite cities in the world. So just know that you would do that. You know what it is? I think these opera singers really just wanted to perform and they couldn't get anybody there because of social distancing because Spain was hit especially hard. So they thought, well, what's living that we don't really care about? And they figured, let's just throw some plants there. <laughs> Had like, to be. No, I just want to know, like, how did that go down? How do you pitch that? Somebody, right. Somebody came up with the idea and then the rest of them go, this is an awesome idea absolutely where do we get 2300 plants from there is a botanist somewhere in barcelona that's happy as shit yo i want to talk to the one guy that was against the idea in the room that got like vetoed (laughs) he's the one guy there going guys plants right y'all said plants yeah yeah, i'm out and everyone everyone else is like what a wonderful idea (laughs) plants how do you yeah because if i came up to you bro and i said uh yo i think for our next podcast we should sit like a fern right next to that in the seat next to you we interview the fern then we interview the fern (laughs) i guess that's what zach galifianakis does on a weekly basis on his youtube show 
<laughs> I don't even know who that is. Between two ferns, YouTube it. It's uh, yeah. you remember the guy from Hangover? He does. He, he it's like a talk show, and there's two plants minute, there, the, but he talks. But like, it's just called Between Two Ferns. He's oh, not really talking the, to the plants. The guy. The, the guy. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, man, crazy. I can't think of his name in the in the. Um, no, I know, uh, I know you're talking about Alan. Alan on yeah. the Hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a show where he uh. It's like a talk show, like a night show type yeah. thing. Anyway, but it, there's two ferns literally like on opposite sides of the thing, and then they just talk between the two ferns. But so he, it's called Between Two Ferns. But he's interviewing somebody. Yeah, it's somebody. A human. Yeah, a human. Oh, uh, okay, good. But the ferns do grow over the course of the season larger because they're listening to, to all the great conversation. So I'd imagine that the opera singing would <laughs> be the healthiest Dude, they, they should test that. Yo, can yeah, right. Do you measure like before and after and go like, yo, this plant grew? And then how do you take, how do you account for like normal plant growth? <laughs> this podcast is taking a shitty turn. <laughs> what y'all talk about this week? We talk about plants getting sang to at the opera. <laughs> Dude, speaking of shitty, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Ron Jeremy was. was <laughs> I can't even get it out. <laughs> he was. <laughs> oh my god, bro! He was. I don't know if he was convicted, or or he was just accused of assault. I think he was accused of assaulting four women. Wait, like beating them up, or like sexually assaulting? Sexually assaulting. So this is like it's like. It's in 2017, so three years ago. Bro, he's 64. Yeah, how do you... This is insane. So, so women out there, um, stay the just fuck away from stay Ron away Jeremy. from Ron Jeremy or maybe porn stars in general. I, you know what? He is 64. Maybe he thought they were on set. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. He got know dementia. And he, yeah, he got dementia. He's, he really is 64. He's 67 now. Ron Jeremy, 67? Yeah, dude. That was a long time ago. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, he'll get past this. He'll run for president. <laughs> he'll be like, I grabbed him by the... <laughs> I, was, I was inspired by the current commander-in-chief. That's just how we do. <laughs> I was working my way to candidacy. And I thought of, what would the current... Celebrity and chief dupe. Oh my god, man. <sighs> Yo. I know we, we probably we're probably good on yeah, time, we, man. Yeah, man. We over an hour hour and eleven. Jeez, oh. man, these things fly by. And and I got a bunch of stuff I gotta talk about, which we'll have to save for next week, man, because it's gonna take us down a rabbit hole. We're gonna be here another hour. Listen, you gotta shut me up, man. But uh nah man. <laughs> Yo, man, uh thank you guys for listening, man. I've gotten feedback from uh again, man, some friends, some family. Uh, and it has sparked some like our talk about racism and about all this kind of stuff has sparked conversations with family members that I never thought would happen. Um, all positive, all good, all conversations that needed to happen. Um, that's it's dope, man. It's cool to see the little bit of a uh, I don't I don't even want to call it an impact because I don't want to give us that much credit because we're not that smart, man. We just like to talk shit. Um, but just to have fun like that and um, spark any kind of conversation, man. That's dope. And shout out to you guys for listening, man. That's awesome. Yeah, shout out to all four of y'all yeah. out there listening. We appreciate you. Yeah, some of y'all listen to it twice. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, man, thank you guys. Shout out. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.